0: Welcome to the Dork Forest, Jackie and, and her pals we'll will never bore us, shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and, <learning> and smile, so let's explore the dark Forest and dark out for a while. Hey you guys, it's me, Jackie Cation. That's right. First ranger among rangers of the Dork Forest. You're listening to the Dork Forest. The websites, of course, are thedorkforest.com. Just regular dorkforest.com goes right to it. There's uh, familypetancestry.com that goes to jackiecation.com because it made me laugh. Allthingscomedy.com has a Dork Forest page, and that is because that is my podcast umbrella network, and they have a lot of other podcasts on, on their website. If you're looking for other pods to listen to, a lot of stand-up comics have their podcasts on there, Al Madrigal and Bill Burr, of course, being the most famous. The credits, let's do it. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song to the Dork Forest. He will sing again his words to the Mexican Hat Dance at the end. And Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He will be fixing up the merch page and making everything more expensive. So if it's... $25 $25 for a t-shirt with shipping, it's $30. Then that is taken into account that postage has gone up. And, uh, yeah, I raised the prices. But it all includes shipping. All the merch, I might as well talk about it. If you go to JackieCation.com on the merch page, the store page, you can get Ranger the Dork Forest t-shirts, the Dork Forest t-shirts. I'm phasing out the brown ones. It's just going to be green. So, But I have some left in stock, and I'm going to bring them on the road. They're all union made, all the t-shirts. They are made in the United States of America by union workers who have dental and healthcare, very glamorous. And so hence, they run big, just so you know. Because they're made by union members and Americans. And we proudly, uh, I guess, or with some shame, are slightly larger than other people. You can also get all of my CDs. My CDs are available Digitally on Amazon or iTunes, you can just also stream them on Pandora or Spotify, but you can buy hard copies on my website. So there's the first one, Circus People, hard copy invol includes a, a, a QuickTime video from my 2003 <laughs> Comedy Central special. The It's Never Gonna Be Bread, which was top 10 comedy albums of the year in 2010 when it came out on Amazon.com. And my new one, which came out last year, was top five comedy specials of the year on Vulture.com, and that is called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux is available as a CD, as a DVD, or as a downloadable $10 special on ComedyFilmNerds.com, which I also write movie reviews for. Um, you can get just a, town, a, a download of it. The DVD itself has a, a, a DVD bonus, and I can sign anything. I cannot sign things. There is a new T-shirt, and it is the Spooky Reading Girl T-shirt, a reference uh, from my act. Okay, other than that, the L.A. Podcast Festival is coming up, you guys. It's where everybody gathers, and if you're coming to it, go to LAPodFest.com and buy tickets and come to the Podcast Festival. It's the weekend of September 19th. If you can't make it, you can live stream all of them for a month. All of the different podcasts are being filmed uh and then live streamed and then saved for a month, so you can buy them all for $25 if you are not going to be able to make the podcast festival and you would like my podcast and everybody else's podcast in the whole world. Mark Marin's podcast is going to be there. Aisha Tyler's podcast is going to be there. Uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour is doing one. Uh, Paul Gilmartin, who was just on the show. And you can live stream all of it. It's twenty five dollars for all of them. You can save five bucks if you use my code, which is DORK D O R K. Oddly enough, and then it's twenty bucks for everybody. My podcast is going to be four p.m. on Saturday, September nineteenth. Uh, my guest will be Greg Proops. And then I'm also doing Paul Gilmartin's podcast that night where we will open a vein and talk about any sort of mental illness that I might have because he has a thing called Mental Pod, Paul Gilmartin. That's at 10 p.m. 10 p. All these times are Pacific. Now, when I do the live shows now, I'd make them premium episodes. That's on Bandcamp. So if you go to uh probably bandcamp.com slash thedorkforest, I don't know, there's a link. And uh there's special... There are special premium episodes. I think they cost $2 because sometimes the live ones cost money to put up with the audio guy and the travel and the hotel and whatever. Other than that, there's, of course, a donation button on both dorkforest.com and jackiecation.com where you can donate to the show. If you are enjoying the show, feel free to donate. Uh, this has been a weird year financially. And so if you like the show, you could donate 10 bucks a month. I haven't made that easy because I don't like regular money coming out of anything. So you just have to remember, oh, I like this show. Here's $10. And I'd love $100 from everybody. That's what I would love. If you have $100 a year, I would love that. And if you have more, uh, God knows, I would love that too. But whatever you like, whatever you can afford, and if you can't afford any of it, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm glad you like the show. Talk it up. You can also support the show by uh, buying merch, which we talked about, or using the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com, which is when you order from Amazon, and we all do. I'm almost certain we all do. Uh, I I know it only works with the U.S. version of Amazon, though. But you click through to the U.S. uh, version of Amazon, you do your order just like normal, and... It supports the show a little bit. And it doesn't cost you anything extra on Amazon. I do stand-up comedy, Jackie Cation does, and there is a tour page on JackieCation.com that tells you where I'll be doing it. It's an exciting time. Feel free to come and see me live. But for the love of everybody and their grandmother, let's get into the dorkdom of the day. Thanks for listening, you guys. Let's do this. Hey, it's Jackie Kish in the living room. Very exciting. I'm here with Danielle Radford. We just met like a month ago. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. At Danielle Radford spelled exactly as it sounds, D A N I E L L E R A D F O R D. Uh you're a stand-up comic here yes. in the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. You ran a show and I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's called a uh, gentrification comedy over there in Highland Park and uh it's barely gentrified.
1: Um it's getting there.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, God willing, and the creek don't rise. And the creek, (laughs) and you're just like poor people. Middle,
1: for just two more blocks east. Yeah, I had someone once, um, tell me that, oh, I was in Highland Park. That area is kind of sketchy. And it's like, what part? Of um, Highland Park, are you what?
0: <laughs> what are you sketching? Yeah, are, are, are you sketching a lot of sort of up and coming folk with beards? Yeah,
1: was What's it happening? that really nice cafe? <laughs> was that where you felt terrified and you couldn't yeah. drive? You had
0: to drive the Prius because you couldn't take. Yeah, that you where? couldn't take it. You just you're like, I'm not paying two hundred eighty thousand dollars for a, for a house. That's insane. Yeah, Uh which by the way, uh, that was sarcasm because that would be really cheap for a house in Los Angeles. Oh, that'd be crazy cheap. That'd be nice mm-hmm. houses all around. Anywhere. Well, except for, um, my, my mother's in law who, uh, Andy has two moms Hmm. and, uh, they have been working on this house of theirs that they've lived in for the last two Mm year, 15 years. They just decided that they want to move now that they've got it perfect. (laughs) But this is a classic mama Foley, uh, mama friend gauge, uh, because let me tell you something. They get new vehicles like three times a year. Oh, they would love my mother. My mom does the same thing. Just a rotation of, of just crap, just stuff, but big purchases. Yeah. I mean, not small. My Is mom, it- she has like an SUV she calls baby.
1: So when she's talking <laughs> about baby, she's talking about her SUV. <laughs> That's her where baby. I stand in the hierarchy. Yeah, I'm the youngest child she has.
0: <laughs> wow, she went and got herself a baby.
1: Yeah, she got herself a better Danielle. Ah, uh, the <laughs> one that it can actually drive. Yeah, that's and that's why just you take do stand
0: up. And uh, so <laughs> it's so lovely. So, um, so yeah, so the Highland Park gentrification thing—it's in like a little art studio thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. you guys put some chairs up. Uh, you buy—I don't know—a couple twelve packs of mediocre beer mm-hmm. and uh, charge five bucks, and people come in and live their lives.
1: Yeah, it's the the show itself is free. I think the beer is like three dollars or something like that. Yeah, I think the um, water,
0: like you get a couple of cases. I think the all the waters and sodas were a dollar and uh-huh. whatever. So I think that you make you can make a couple of bucks to we pay just, for the space, right? Yeah,
1: we just want people to like come, mm-hmm. and we know that, and we we like the idea of having it. You know, um, having shows in bars and stuff is great, mm-hmm. but a lot of times, um, you know, it can be a little cost prohibitive. Or they want to work out like a door deal, and it's like, well, we want it to be free, but if you want to donate so we can pay the comics, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so whatever money is left over from the booze, sales goes to the comics. like yeah, we don't keep it. But,
0: but don't you guys, do you, you have to pay for this space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to pay to the space. Yeah, because most of the time, those bars are like, yeah, yeah, you bring people in. And then if you don't bring people in, they get all whiny.
1: They get real but, cranky. And yeah. shows take a couple of months before people really find it and yeah. find you and see if they're into it um, and see if, you know, if... They want to watch nine white dudes talking about their dicks, and
0: sometimes you do. Who doesn't? When oh. I think about the greatest comedy in the world, it's it's a white guy talking about his dick. Oh, it's just the best. It's so
1: good. <laughs> and there's never, and there will always be more. I've been waiting for this bubble to burst for years. People keep saying it's happening. It's not fucking happening. It
0: is never. Well, when there, no, it'd be like asking a six year old to keep his pants on. <laughs> it can't happen. It's just there's just they won't. They won't stop talking about their dicks. and But here's the good news is there's going to be a lot of hacky vagina jokes out there because now we're able to talk about our vaginas.
1: Oh, thank God. Remember when it used to be like, oh, well, you can't do the 3Ds, dogs, dieting, and dating, or else you're not like a real comic lady. (laughs) I got that no, lecture. No, you got that one? Oh, I got that lecture so many times when I started. Like, okay. don't talk about these things, because if you talk about these things. Remember,
0: I started in the 12th century, so our whole thing <laughs> yeah. was you couldn't talk about any bodily functions. Oh. No lady functions at all. Uh, they didn't want to hear the word period. They certainly didn't want to hear the word menstruation. Uh, and, uh, and vaginal wall? No. No, Ooh. actually nobody ever had anything on there. I just <laughs> wanted to actually find something that actually nobody ever still doesn't want to hear about. I think Prince is the only person who's ever written about <laughs> vaginal walls. And he, I feel I, like he does it pretty consistently.
1: Does he? That song, um, I think it's, uh, uh, Sheena Easton, okay, my
0: sugar walls. That's literally. Oh, interesting. That, sugar walls. Yeah, that is a but that's a beautiful euphemism. That's what Prince that, does. That is what Prince does. I, I forget about <laughs> the joy of Prince.
1: He's wondering, like he also did. Um, I I really like talking about also uh talking about Prince and his proteges. Um, oh really? So he, I, yeah, yeah, because we
0: have not yet uh, addressed the fact that Daniel is uh, a bit of a dork. But let's do <laughs> uh, Prince and his proteges. That's also I I, I <laughs> like I
1: love Purple Rain and I love and so Van. Is my favorite of the Prince proteges. Okay. Um, uh, Sheila E. is the one with the the drums. She's obviously mm-hmm, the most mm-hmm. talented. I also love Wendy and Lisa. They were in. Um, they were the in videos, the Revolution. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: the only reason I know any of that was because I lived in Minneapolis when Prince was uh, oh. first started. And so there was no way for me not to know about Prince, oh, and I and I lived there also the summer that Husker Du blew up, which is why I also know a little bit about Husker du. <laughs> But I can't. I only own Purple Rain. It's the only one I own, which I'm sure is wrong. Oh, that, it's a good one.
1: It is good. Sure, um, it's good. Love, Sexy is another really good one. If you want to get into it, the New mm-hmm. Power Generation was great. Okay, um, love all of that. His movies. <laughs> or, or, like I can't.
0: I saw Purple Rain, and I saw it with children because that's, oh, oh no, I don't know why uh it was a s- comics. It was a comic. What the hell would I go with that? He brought his kids, so I'm sitting next to like a ten year old boy, and oh. there's that sex scene, yeah. or she's all sexy dressed, and we're all uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and so I lean to the ten year old boy and I say, "That's exactly what I look like." <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I'm i wearing my, 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 my night clothes. You look exactly like Apollonia. I look That's... like Apollonia. First of all, Vanity and Apollonia, I want them to have named themselves.
1: I would like to believe that. Um, I think Vanity must have because she kept it after she left. So she was okay. originally supposed to be in Purple Rain. Okay. It was supposed to be Vanity. And they actually filmed, I think they got through like almost halfway through filming when her and Prince broke up ah. and she left. And so if you actually, um if you're watching the- yes. Movie. There is a scene where Morris Day from Morris Day in the Time sure. and uh, his mirror bitch dude Jerome are <laughs> talking, and they're like, "What about that Apollonia babe?" It's right before they put a woman in a trash can. Oh, and it's it's, just good
0: writing. What happened? And it's scored (laughs) really
1: funny. Like, it's really funny. So they're talking like, oh, the Apollonia, babe, let's check her out. But you can see he actually says vanity and they looped over. Oh, that's hilarious. So it's Apollonia. But yeah, no, there's a woman who comes up and she's like, Morris Day, I'm tired of you. And like Morris and Jerome look at each other like, here we go again. (laughs) And just grab her and throw her
0: into a dumpster. It was the 80s. That's what you do. Actually, it might have been the 90s. But, uh, <laughs> it was 12 years ago. It was two days ago. Uh, things are happening. We're still throwing women in garbage cans. We're still it's true. Th- yeah, it <laughs> is true. <laughs> for comedy. For for the sake of comedy. Just, and it's,
1: it's literally scored where it's like, doop, boop, ba-doop, ba-doop, boop, boop, boop. Like it's scored like it's this really Like it funny... is a comedy. Yeah. Did you, wait, was Vanity in The Last Dragon? I can talk for days about The Last Dragon. Okay, me and you, we can talk about The Last Dragon. Oh, Shogun of Harlem, show enough. I watched that movie so much as a kid, I wore the tape
0: out. That's, I Word saw it, out. I, I'm a 100 years old, and saw it in the theater. And it was right after I'd seen Repo Man. Oh, wow. Remember Repo Man? Yes. Came out the same year. The, and I had brought a bunch of friends from, I was in college, mm-hmm. I brought a bunch of friends to see Repo Man. And, uh, and they loved Repo Man, and I felt for a bright, shining moment that I might be cool, because I had found an indie, funny movie that was, that was, Repo Man, of course, with Emilio Estevez. Yeah. And, uh, so the following week, I'm like, Last Dragon, I'm, I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll. So I bring all my friends, they believe in me, because of Repo Man. (laughs) We go to the Last Dragon, uh, my cred falls. My cred falls completely through the, because they're, they didn't, they didn't get it, man. No, that's why your friends aren't your friends now. They're horrible friends
1: and you have upgraded. I think How do you not How do you not love The Last Dragon? I've made every man who's been close to my <laughs> vagina watch The Last Dragon. Um uh, and there is actually there's a thing which I didn't know um someone told me about uh, a theory that it's much like the you're either a Beatles person or a, a Rolling, Stone. Rolling Stones person. Okay. Um you are either a Last Dragon kid or you are a Big Trouble in Little China kid. I am always going to go with the one with the brown people.
0: There you go. It's always right be as kind opposed of... to the ones with the faux Asian people. Yeah. Um, Which is it's a you great were a movie, bra- but when there... you were a child, you were black. Is that yeah, true? I was, I was. Okay. Well. This is not recent. Apparently for some people, Are you, you just still? get to. Alright, fair enough. You just get I'm to do you. that,
1: but I, I
0: have oh, done that it poor since woman.
1: I kind of. The part of woman. me. We well, you know what though? The th- the major thing I said when that came out, uh, the Rachel Dolezal, I said, yeah. is she just teaches us all how she does her hair. Right, she did a nice job, right? And now she's just doing hair. Oh, To she? make money. Yeah. Lady oh, your really? strengths. She makes money by doing it. Oh and I bet her and This you know is what? the greatest follow up story ever. Yeah, you can get I mean, you know, she's clearly good. Her.
0: And first of all, she's clearly good at, at being a like she went to Bryn Mawr or whatever. Where'd she go? I forgot where she went. Um, Howard. She, she went to Howard. Yeah, she went to Howard.
1: Right. She's she, crazy. I could, I can't get into Howard. I went to some bullshit arts college.
0: Yeah, I couldn't get into my college anymore. I'm sure Scott Walker <laughs> is destroying it right now. And then I could get back into it. Oh, well, there you go. But, uh, so sad. Glass half full. So, uh, but the, uh, there's no glass half full. But, uh, that is, uh, that's fascinating. My favorite joke, I think was Lori Kilmartin did a joke. She said, uh, Rachel whatever her name Doziel? Dozal, Dozal, uh is someone's black friend and they're panicking right now. <laughs> and I was like oh, that is great. Oh, Martin. Oh. <laughs> She's a funny, funny lady. And uh oh, but the Such an apt name. Okay. Clement Martin. I think you're right because I don't even think it's childhood. I think because Andy Ashcraft also my age, mm-hmm. and he is a big troubling little China guy.
1: You know, and I love it, and I love that John Carpenter made a whole music video at the end. Okay, a lot of people have you seen it? Uh, we own it. I've only seen. I think I've seen it. Oh, I need to watch it God. again. Obviously, I will at least show you. It's in the special features. Okay, um, it's on YouTube. He made a song with his band called like the Coupe de Villiers or something like that or the Coupe de Villes. <laughs> and they made a song and it's just like, there's a guy with a guitar. like, and it's oh, a wow. song called, it's like, he, it's him singing, it's like, when you feel the hunger's rising, <laughs> baby, all the things you feel. <laughs> Oh you better. I can sing the whole song. Yeah. I should probably not. Okay. But it, okay. but, it, but the song is <laughs> We got big trouble. Oh wow. So it is, yeah, it's a music video. It is a music video and he cuts in parts of the of the the movie. Sure. And there's all these weird graphics um where things will happen, where it looks like, you know, the beginning of Saved by the Bell or Martin, where all of a sudden okay. there's a squiggle and you don't know why there's a squiggle.
0: Right. Um
1: It's pretty. And, and yeah, and it's just like him.
0: It's like an and, art direction choice for no reason, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. And okay. it's him and like two other middle-aged dudes living out their dream. He's like, hey, I'm going to make this movie. <laughs> this is going to be the time John Carpenter <laughs> and the Coupe de Ville's is going to shine. And so he, he made like a, a music video
0: and it's and they're just in suits that are too big I don't know why well it was the 80s it was the 80s that was the 80s that was the 80s for sure and The Last Dragon though let's get back to The Last Dragon all day every day every day (laughs) it is so good The Little Kid are usually annoying small children in movies? Well, he was also, um, I can't
1: think of his name right now. I'm sure I'll get yelled at. Uh, but he was, he grew up and became, like, a fight choreographer. He oh. was the kid in, yeah. um, I believe it was, I don't remember if it was the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the second one, Ernie Reyes Jr. Um, okay. I don't remember if it was the first or the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but he plays this, like, pizza delivery boy who also happens to be real good at kung fu. And Excellent. he's actually listed in the. I'm saying actually, way too much. I'm so excited. That's what you can tell. <laughs> actually, and literally actually, are going to come out way too much. But he's I say
0: listed, here's the thing: a lot. So. Oh,
1: so much. He's listed as a fight choreographer in the in Last the Dragon. Oh, in the last, oh. as like a five year old.
0: Right, right, as a as a tiny child. Yeah, as a very tiny child. He is one of the ones who's so good at it. I wonder where he is today. His name's Ernie, what? Ernie Reyes Jr. Okay, well, let's look him up, people, and find out what's happening. Yeah. Uh, Because I, seriously, that movie, just, it was, it embraced every silly, it was just super, his family were so unsupportive. It reminded (laughs) me of Breaking Away. Remember breaking away the bicycle movie with uh, Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Last Dragon, it was a lot cheesier because it was a kung fu, you know, it was a it was a it was a it was a martial arts movie. Right. But breaking away was just dumb. Like who nobody in nineteen ninety gave a damn about bicycles. Uh even in Indianapolis, even though they made a couple of bicycle movies in the nineties. Quicksilver.
1: Mm. With, uh, there, well, Rad Kevin came Bacon. earlier, which was great. Rad was obviously amazing. Oh, right. That was a bmx one. That was a was BMX it? Yep. one. It had, um what's her name, the co-host on like Wake Up San Francisco or whatever <laughs> from Full House was in that. And she's obviously like wow. her bike stunt scenes, she's yeah. obviously being played by a dude in a real bad wig. Right. It's Some thing. tiny dude. <laughs>
0: it's so great. I've never seen Rad. I saw Quicksilver. I saw Breaking Away. And Breaking Away is, Breaking Away, is that the correct Breaking Bad? No. Breaking Bad's a TV <laughs> show. Breaking Away is the, is the bicycle movie. I want to
1: see that mashup now, though. Oh, that Breaking Bad. That'd be ba- fantastic.
0: Oh, that could be done. I just saw, um, True Comedian on Funny or Die. I don't know. It's a, it's a true detective parody about, um, about what it's like to be in the comedy industry. Oh, good. Also and,
1: weird marginalization of Yeah. Women.
0: super niche, niche, <laughs> n- nichey, niche. And it's, uh, super specific in the fact that, uh, but the best line for me was, He's shaking somebody down. He's, like, torturing him. He's like, where'd you get that joke? Where'd you get that joke? And it was oh, very that's funny. great. It was sort of a... Oh, that's yeah, good. I It like was that. ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> so super fun. But so that um I liked all the fight scenes. I liked him eating popcorn with the... What were your favorite scenes? Let's talk about it. Oh, geez. It. Well, um, so...
1: I love... So much. Though I love Vanity's character in it. Okay. I can sing that. Song. I can't I can remember do. what her de- so, like.
0: I know she was the love interest.
1: Yes. She hosted a local New York video show called Video. I forget what it's called, but I know I had like the video hot picks of
0: the week. Right. Um. That's right. And and it was so- like it was like a a dance. It was a music. It was it was. Like Dick Clark's whatever. Yes. Soul Train-y kind of that. But they ca- also showed music videos. But they showed music videos. And so videos. she would come down in this chandelier,
1: and I'm pretty sure that this is how I either want my wedding slash <laughs> funeral to go. <laughs> that's is that your like-
0: Your fairy tale funeral. Um, Perfect.
1: Beautiful. So she's, she comes down <laughs> in this chandelier that's made of, uh, that's made of stage lights and gobos, and <laughs> it- It comes down in levels almost like an elevator until – and so at one point, she's literally just cage dancing, which whatever, fine, the 80s. Right. um, While she sings the song about Seventh Heaven, which is – I don't know if that's the name of the – I think that's the name of the video thing. It's definitely the name of what they call the studio while you're there. Okay. And so – and she has – I want to say this is the first time anyone's ever named a fandom because she has her fandom, which she calls her cloud crowd. And it's a whole, <laughs> they're her dudes that hang out and dance. Yeah. And I think this is the first, she was the first one that, she, d- that discovered if you name your fandom, they will have more allegiance will, to
0: you. Rangers. Get out there. <laughs> and, uh, well, I think Trekkies and then Trekkers. Mm, trekkies then and Trekkers, but brain. she. But it was, that was also in the 80s, so mm-hmm. it could have happened. I think the word Trekkie was, was invented in the 80s, so I she might was. have. Or whoever wrote that movie did. Whoever
1: wrote that movie. I've yeah. got a, it's funny, I know so much about that movie, I don't know who wrote it, and I just want to give them like a huge hug.
0: Right, just a big shout out on Twitter. I hope you're out there. I hope you're listening to the Dork Forest right now, because we're oh. talking The Last Dragon with Danielle Radford. So you guys,
1: much. Yeah. Uh Tymok actually friended, like, he liked a couple things I wrote on who Twitter. Who was that? Tymok is the guy who played Bruce Leroy. Oh, my God. I, I think I've done everything I came to L.A. to do.
0: Like, I moved <laughs> here a year ago.
1: Um Success. Lisa, Congratulations. The, the woman who played Lisa from The Room is, like, part of this weird wrestling, like, forum i have on facebook where i just nerd out about wrestling okay and, and i didn't know she was on it and so is the room a tv
0: show i'm oh, in the part of show business that doesn't know anything about it <laughs> the
1: room is a movie thank you um it's amazing <laughs> it's it's a movie it's kind of a cult classic okay um, people go to like these screenings and it's almost okay. like a rocky horror where like they throw spoons and like the creator
0: um someone has to pick up those spoons Someone anyway, has to pick up those spoons. That is kind a, of a jerk move. It's just, that's my always, always been my problem <laughs> yeah. with, with, with sort of novelty <laughs> events. Where I'm like, who's, who's cleaning that up? <laughs> who's picking up those spoons? <laughs> I, 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 So what is the room about? Is the room about anything? No. Okay. No. That's why people it's love it, set, it so much. Is it set in a room?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, it is, and there, it's gonna, there's gonna be a movie about the making of it. So it, it's, it's a camp classic. It's, it certainly is. If there's, they're gonna, Who's it? What is it? Is it's, it a thriller? This guy named Tommy Wiseau, no one knows where he's from. They just know he's foreign. <laughs> he wanted to like make movies one day and like be an actor, but he's not really great at making movies or being an actor. Right. Um, but so he made this like thing, this movie, and he that he wrote it and it was originally a play. And it's a, it, if I had to describe it, it's about a man. Who's getting married and his wife, his his who he calls his um future wife. He oh. never calls her fiance. Okay. He always calls her Lisa, my future wife. Excellent. Uh, she cheats on him a bunch, oh. All and right. then in, in the end, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! He kills himself. Oh my god! It's what very year dramatic. is the movie from? Um, it was what? made in the nineties. Okay. It, so
0: it's dressed like it, it's a notorious bad movie. Right, and by the way, you can't spoil something that's 20 years old.
1: I know. No, I'm in your heart.
0: A, I, I, don't I, worry about I, it. <laughs> no, 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 this is not you. This is if anyone is emailing me at Jackie at Jackie occasion to go, hey, I was going to watch that. And you're like, no, we've already established, first of all, it's a terrible movie. And second of all, it's 20 years old. Yeah. Like and- the usual suspect. Somebody ruined that for me. But I was like, it was 20 years ago, the crying game. Somebody ruined that for me. Uh But I was like, well, it was nominated for an Oscar. I think it's too late <laughs> to really expect the sanctity of a film to last <laughs> <laughs> through tw- uh, two decades.
1: If anyone sends you anything about me ruining the sanctity of the room, can you forward that to me <laughs> immediately? I will.
0: I will indeed. I will have
1: a very, and it won't even be, it'll be a very long, look, the ending is not the point of this movie. Okay. So it's one of those things where it was written by someone. It, it almost looks like, you know, um there's an episode. I've, I don't remember if it was Voyager. I think it was Voyager where they go to a place where there had never been music and so the no,
0: one how of, could I not remember that? Yeah,
1: they're, they they did they blow place, some minds. They did blow some minds because oh my the, God. the the one of the guys I think I don't remember I think it was the hologram dude or the robot dude one oh, of those okay. dudes mm-hmm. starts singing, and so they love him, and then he becomes too big, and it becomes a thing for him where he gets like crushed by his own celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and so they the
0: episode <laughs> of Voyager must be found.
1: It, it's amazing, <laughs> and so they make a hologram version of him and make him sing. And the first time I saw that episode, I swear I came in at the end and I go, Oh, this is what music I was like, this sounds like music that no one who's ever heard music before would make. And someone turned and was like, you saw this already. Oh. I was like, no, like that's literally. And so the room looks like a movie that was made by someone who'd never seen a movie before <laughs> and was just kind of briefed <laughs> on what movies were and a long car ride.
0: That's what the oh my god! Yeah, I never want to see that. Oh, it's not. I I think there's a window. There's a window where you got to see something like that, and you got to be about twelve or thirteen years old, and then you are on board.
1: Or you're me. Or you're me because I love bad movies because I have. My thing about bad movies, yes. I, there, I think there are criteria for what make a bad movie good. Like, Last Dragon. I love it, Please. but I think we can admit that it's like a real, it's not oh, a it's great a, movie.
0: It's a piece of shit. Uh, so is Mortal Kombat. I love them both.
1: I, I just watched Annihilation like two nights ago, because it's on the
0: HBO <laughs> Okay, I'm not talking about the second one. I'm talking about the first <laughs> one. Of of the first one's actually kind of a movie. It, right. <laughs> you watched Annihilation, which is, I own Mortal Kombat. I do not own uh, Annihilation, just because the Highlanders started it. And uh, Johnny nope. is Johnny Cage in Annihilation? He is For not. For two seconds, exactly. and it's a new dude, and there's
1: a yeah. new Sonya Blade. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, because I was really into Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. video games and stuff too. I am sorry, my nerd's all over the place. That's it. Um You're a diamond. You got multi fascinated <laughs> yeah.
0: diamond of the nerd of Just too dark much weird forest.
1: nerds. I used to be super into fighting games. My hands won't do it anymore because they're old and feeble. But feeble. I just can't. I'm just not fast. And so I uh I went and saw the first Mortal Kombat twice in theaters. Mm -hmm. I made my mom's best friend take me because my mom was like, fucking no. (laughs) Get a life. Just fucking. Uh, Don't make me do this. I was also a creepy reader girl. So I like I bought the book, like the novelization of the Mortal Kombat movie before it came out. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. I I was that kid. Yeah. I had the novelization of Rocky because my parents wouldn't take me to see Rocky. They're like, it's too much. And I was like, well, then I'm gonna to go to the library and read the novelization. Oh, did you That'll cry at again? Oh, yeah, I cried all the way through it. Oh, man. His life was hard. His it life turns out. was up. really, really it was, hard. But I loved how he was willing to just be a spar. He was just gonna spar with Apollo Creed. He wouldn't have taken any sucker punches. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, so, Mortal
1: Kombat. So I, um, I was really into it and then the second one came out and I was like, yes, 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 this was made for me. um, cause they had Sindel and that, I like, I see she's kind of a cheap character, but I really liked her because she could fly. <laughs> Even though she's super super cheap, wait, uh, Sindel? Which one was she? She was in Mortal Kombat three and like Mortal Kombat Ultimate and older, uh, Mortal Kombat. No, no, what was her power? Oh, she's um, so she's Katana's ma. She's her ma. Oh, and her power was she was like a banshee chick. So the, she would, oh, like, she was the banshee lady. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she was in Annihilation, and I was like, I'm so old. How do you
0: spell that? Uh, Sindel. uh
1: I, I probably with an S, something
0: terrible. Well, because those I, mean, I played ones. all of the Mortal Mortal Kombat's through Ultimate and Four and, and all of it. Yeah, but all the uprights. I and can't. So, oh, yeah. you are hardcore. Yeah, yeah, five button configuration. Oh, I
1: used to own one of those little ones that you could get. Like oh, right. The little, the, oh, you plug it in uh-huh, and, 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 and that way but you it, could play arcade because I'm better at arcade than I am at like all this noise. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: It's uh, I'm it, better the, on the sticks. Yeah, the sticks are better. Except for that, I always mm-hmm. found that, uh, because with the uprights, they're heavy enough that you can push them around. Mm-hmm. And when it's just a, a console that you have in the house, nobody glues it down hard enough. I
1: mean, then you're just yeah. like, you're
0: kind of just whipping it around. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But,
1: but, but so, um, I saw that that was coming out.
0: Yeah, and you're like, she's your character.
1: She was my character. I got super excited. They were playing, uh, a behind the scenes making of. Uh So I was like, I'm in. I stayed right. home that day. I was <laughs> like, this is what I'm doing for my night. Yep. I'm watching it in my room. And the new uh Sonya Blade is like, I actually think this movie's better because there's more action. It's like, bitch, of course you do. This is the one that you're in. This is the one you're in. It you better be... But is Liu Kang doing his, his flippity-flips? They tried to do too much of the... like. I think what made the first one work is that they saved it so there was a little bit of yeah. weird mystical shit, but they didn't go overboard. And the second one is just like... Here's this character. Here's this dude. And here's, here's the final. Dude. And here's, here's Nighthawk for no reason. Yeah.
0: Oh, here's now I've uh, ranges. The dork force might remember this is that I don't have any tattoos, mm-hmm. but if I would have got if tattoos had been as popular as they are today <laughs> uh, in 1986, mm-hmm. I would have gotten Nighthawk. On my calf, <laughs> with the green tomahawk coming oh. up, and then I would be living an entirely different life. I'm almost certain if that tattoo had made it to my skin, <laughs> I would be in a different. I might actually work on a fish boat in Alaska.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. And I do. I think it's actually Night Wolf before anyone. Email. Oh, that, you're right. I think it it's actually Night Wolf before anyone sends you an email. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no. It and it, 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 it's Night Wolf's amazing. Um, he is amazing. He's horrible in the movie. He shows up for two seconds oh. and he's like, and he literally, oh, they does tried like to do a, too much then. They did too much. They, you never go Nightwolf.
0: Why would you go Nightwolf? Uh, uh, just as, just, just an entire you. movie about <laughs> Nightwolf. How about that? Just, a, just, where did Nightwolf come from? How did he make it to the island? What happened? Does he, does, is his, is his quiver just full of dark arrows that just keep re- replenishing? Cause it looks like that's his mystical power. Anyway. He's literally like,
1: he comes in and he and Luke or not Luke Cage. Uh uh Luke Kang is like Oh yeah. Luke Cage is a completely different person. That's, That's Marvel. Right. Wow, too many nerdums. Um <laughs> so Luke Kang, uh, says something. He's like, where's Katana? I'm supposed to find Katana, blah, blah, blah. Cause the earth is being turned into outworld. It's a whole, right. you, you got peanut butter and my chocolate. You got chocolate and <laughs> my peanut butter kind of Reese's Pieces thing where they're slowly merging. Right. And Nightwolf is like, Duh, I know you beat up whatever the sixth arm doom, but don't get cocky. And it's right. like he goes after him and they have the new, um, they have Sub Zero and, uh, Scorpion in it for two seconds for no Again. reason. Again.
0: It's just one movie where two people are in it for two seconds over and over. Like they just, yeah. because they have 30 characters by now. By now there are too many characters. At
1: least, because I want to say this was based more on Ultimate Mortal Kombat, yeah. which is where they tried to like merge you, all of them together. Yeah, and there were and, like different versions of all the ninja characters, yeah. and then you had like the weird robot dudes that were there for some reason. Yeah,
0: Smoke, and, and all the different. Here's what I did do, uh, uh, the last PS3 game I bought, the last console game I bought was DC versus Mortal Kombat. I don't oh. know if you played that. It is pretty outstanding.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Joker's like his, um, his end, which. Oh, right. His final. Which the, the second thing is, is that thing? they actually reused a lot of the animations yes. and motions in the next Mortal Kombat. And it's like, I see you. <laughs> Why?
0: Why reinvent the wheel?
1: I don't know if it's still Boone and Tobias, but like, yo, I see you guys. <laughs>
0: Calm down. I know it. But, um, yeah, so, okay, so, so Mortal Kombat and, and The Last Dragon, those are two of my favorite, uh, shit movies in the whole world. Oh,
1: they're fantastic. They're, but they're two of my favorites. And that's the thing for like a, a crappy movie,
0: which makes a crappy movie yes. work. Yes. Let's get this. What are the criteria that, that are needed to make, uh, a a really bad movie go- fun or um, good?
1: So it's, there's three things. First, obviously, it's got to be bad. Like, it can't be like good, it can't be redeemably good, it's
0: gotta be a bad movie, but it still has to be like a, you know, it's gotta be a bad movie. Okay, it's, uh, I overheard a conversation, somebody, it was a hipster, mm-hmm. saying that, it was like, well, so what's your guilty pleasure movie? And he said, um, the, uh, the nutty professor but the original mm. with Jerry Lewis. Mm. Okay. And I was like, no, no that's hipster. That's actually a good That's movie. actually uh, a classic. Yeah. And you can't, The Nutty Professor with, Rich, with uh, Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Yeah. That guilty. can be a guilty pleasure because that's a hunk of shit. Yeah. That, that, that thing, uh, it might have one decent scene in it, but it's not particularly redeemable. No. Anyway, so it has to be an actual bad it movie. It has to be a bad movie. Okay.
1: Um, because yeah, people will try to stretch it and be like, oh, that's like, no, that's actually, people really love that and it made a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> and it was a good Good movie. Right. Two, there's got to be spectacle. Okay. There has to be, you know... Something larger
0: than life or something? Yes. Okay. Like whether
1: it's, spectacle. Whether it's um, something like Mortal Kombat, where there's the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh you know, Last Dragon has fights, and it also has music, and then like their superpowers for a second.
0: Yeah, everyone. There's a lot of magic in both of those movies. Yeah, for no reason. For no reason. Yeah.
1: Starlight Express. It's got like the weird dancing, uh, elect- <laughs> Like any of the the any dance movie, it's got the dancing.
0: Uh, um, Drumline.
1: Drumline, I love. I will watch Drumline every single time it comes on TV, which is every Thursday. I'm pretty sure. At any
0: point, at any, at any like point, if I come in in the middle, I am on board with Drumline. Look, I went, I went to see Drumline in the theater. Oh, Sprite guy just wants you to know how to do music. <laughs> just learn music. Just learn Nick music. Cannon. It's gonna save you, man. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so like a movie, so Drumline. There's no reason. I mean, all we're doing is following, and there's there's other ones. There's like Bring It On, which is just, all that is is cheerleading. There's nothing redeemable about this movie. Oh, no, no, no. But
1: it's got the other, it's got that extra thing that makes it really interesting, and that can be a special effect, that can be whatever, but it's got, it's like... Weirdly uh,
0: enough, like a movie like Hoosiers... Too popular. Too, too. Too popular. Yeah. Yep. Shawshank Redemption. Those are, those are, those are actual, they're almost films. Yeah, they're, they're almost, real movies. Yeah, they're real movies.
1: Shawshank is real close. I've got, yeah. I know a bunch of dudes who have like a personal connection to Shawshank and <laughs> For I'm like, no reason. Not-
0: and you know, in the, and I'm so sorry, spoiler alert you guys about Shawshank, <laughs> uh, in the written word, he doesn't get out of the prison.
1: Oh, he dies sorry.
0: he dies in the sewer
1: sorry God um, oh I, now I want to read that
0: yeah because uh you're not going to make it through the sewer I'm so sorry
1: okay but go. I guess all those people that got out of prison lately that's crazy oh
0: um, that was crazy except for that lady helped.
1: Yeah, you got to find, you got to, you know, behind every good man trying to get out of prison is a, is a, <laughs> is woman. a woman
0: with low self-esteem <laughs> who's just trying to get some. Anyway, so, okay, so bad, bad, but the spectacle. Yes. But what are, what are some other, what the, are some other good examples? To, uh, oh, Or, or uh, do you want to go to third? Well,
1: the, oh, the, oh, other good examples of the spectacle? Yeah.
0: Um So there is,
1: uh, oh, and I can't think of it right now, but there is one that was, uh oh, Rappin' Hood. Rapid Hood. Oh, that's got like Mario Van Peebles in it. Yes. And he's a, he's a rapper. Okay. I, I call those like rec center movies because like you're tr- probably trying to save a rec center or like something <laughs> for the Hood kids to have.
0: Oh, right, right. Oh, like a happy Madison kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you're, but it's very much we're just trying to keep grandma's house from going under mortgage or something. Exactly. Got it's it. It's like
1: one of those things. And mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a rec center movie, I believe. Um, rec but that's center. where they like rap a bunch. Like, Beat Street, where there's a bunch of rapping. Right. Um, what are some other, like, really great ones? is a terrible movie, but it's got the effects. Right. Deep Blue Sea is amazing.
0: Oh, Deep Blue Sea. Is that where sharks go backwards? Are there smart sharks? It's smart sharks. Yeah, smart it's like, sharks. I accidentally saw that one. Oh, it's uh, so when good. I was Because my nephew is probably your age, mm-hmm. and he was like, this is the greatest, worst movie in the world. Uh, <laughs> smart sharks. It's...
1: That's one that I'm, I love. That's where that movie I learned so that sharks much. can't go
0: backwards. Yeah. That's where I learned it.
1: Um, there was, I was on a first date with a guy and I love that movie so much. I made him buy it for me so we could watch it. There you go. And there was not a second date.
0: Oh, he was done. No, he was You're done.
1: like, it, but in the commentary, the guy who makes it goes completely irony free. He absolutely meant it. And he said, you know, in Jaws, you don't see the shark. And what I always vowed to myself was that when I make my shark movie, you're going to see the
0: shark. Well, you are successful then.
1: Yeah, then, he did, did what he came here to do. Yeah,
0: right. And take that off your list. And start anew. And uh, dare to dream. That, yeah, well, you did see the shark. Boy, did you see the shark. You the sh- shark, uh, leaps out of oh. the water. And I actually don't want to spoil that movie because... No, that don't one, spoil that part that because one, that
1: is one of the best parts of any movie I've ever
0: seen. Right. My, my brother Russ will watch a bad movie and his, so you've got bad movie spectacle. Mm-hmm. My brother, says the only thing that can make a good movie is if there's one good scene in it and he is uh unilaterally wrong uh because uh. there is you can sit through 120 minutes of movie mm-hmm. and if there's only one good scene you just want to burn something yeah so that's not enough it we isn't need enough way more it's fine if you're multitasking Yes. and then you can <laughs> kind of look up and be like
1: oh that was there good is- and then go back to organizing your cd collection or yes. whatever
0: Or writing the Great American novel or whatever the hell you're doing.
1: But I am usually writing the Great American novel while I'm watching while I'm watching uh The Last Dragon. What is
0: the third one?
1: The third one is it has to be sincere. Everyone who makes it had to have earnestly been trying to make a good movie and just missed the mark. It can't (laughs) be like it can't be like that, Samuel. Like can't be snakes on a plane where they're obviously oh, right. like trying
0: to whatever. But what about that twister with sharks, Sharknado? Did you see that? I that- did.
1: And all of those, they're fun for me, but they're right. not good because but- they're obviously meant for me. And right. it's like. Fuck you. Don't, I make things for me.
0: <laughs> That's right. I will choose the yeah. craptastic movie of my future. Exactly.
1: Don't you, don't, don't, don't throw try to in Ian Zeering or Ian Zeering mm-hmm. and try to like trick me. I know. Okay. So those movies are fun and yep. I can watch them once, but they're not a Fair good, enough. bad movie.
0: Fair enough. It has
1: to be earnest. Okay. And, uh, partially it's because it is, I, I don't want that irony winking at the audience thing. And maybe partially it's just like I have to know that someone's
0: heartbroken. Right that it didn't go. That it,
1: right, <laughs> that it, Maybe, and and that I'm a monster.
0: Right, <laughs> that somehow you have you you are a little shied and frustrated, whatever. You're just looking at it, going, okay. But I do <gasps> so like many the sincerity. Tried so hard. Yeah, and I need the sincerity. And the thing is, is part of the sincerity actually can fix the movie, mm-hmm. where I don't think you are celebrating the sad thing. You're celebrating mm-hmm. the triumph of the fact that they got to make it. Exactly. You got to make that shitty. Like, Tremors is actually another one where Ooh, they tried yeah. a little too hard, but they mm-hmm. knew that, but they were having a good time. Do you know what's a terrible movie? Mm-hmm. That everyone, I mean, I think that they thought that they were making something campy, mm-hmm. but didn't realize how bad it was actually going to be, which is the movie of Mama Mia.
1: Oh, I haven't had a chance to see that yet. It oh, I will watch that.
0: Mingling wrinkles, right? So it's right. old people in love mm-hmm. and, uh, Pierce Brosnan, James Bond, Remington Steele singing. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh, no, it no, isn't no. right. It isn't. R- the thing is, is he's on key, but he's, it's off. He's slightly, it's almost like he's singing through cheesecloth. There is some sort of distortion going on. Are they
1: doing the? Is that
0: like too much auto tune? I don't know if they've auto tuned it or he's. He sounds like he's straining. He might. I think Pierce Brosnan might be a team singer. He might not be a solo guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh but, get that guy in a Madrigal. <laughs> <laughs> you need to really. There's trouble, but everyone is tw- working so hard. Oh, wow. Meryl Streep is panting at one she's go she's gotta be sixty years old, right? Yeah. And she is singing while she is climbing up this Greek staircase and you feel like she's actually like it's a Baz Lerman kind of thing oh. where you're like, you're actually making her sing and shoot this and she can't breathe. Oh,
1: that's not nice. It's like, you know, I do love but I loved those, it. like Ricky and the Flash ads. But they are <laughs> definitely advertising a movie that that movie is not. What is that? Ricky and the Flash is like, okay. it's the Meryl Streep. You might see that there's ads all over Los Angeles. Oh, oh
0: that's right. It's a billboard. Yeah everywhere
1: and right? it's like Meryl Streep she's got like a braid in her hair and a leather jacket because that
0: you know oh she's supposed to be like old hippie lady yeah who wants to still be cool
1: yeah so she's like uh still a in a band that travels and it's all like you know like it makes it seem like it's about like punk rock grandma yeah but it's really about like oh she was in a band forever and it ruined her relationships with her kids because she was <sighs> never home
0: oh, shit. but that's not how they sell the movie no 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 that is not what that billboard is telling me that no. billboard is an entirely different that that, that That is a woman who's raised her children and grandchildren to fruition and now has decided to go batshit.
1: Or it's a that's woman what who I... raised her kids and grandchildren in space, and like, that's the. <laughs> And so now, like, this is the part where she's like, hey. I just slapped it's-
0: my own knee, you guys. Uh, Danielle Radford, you guys, get out there, see some comedy. It's. <laughs> of having erase limits space.
1: She does, like, she's got that leather jacket on, she looks like
0: every sci-fi movie they tried to
1: make on, like, the show before they, or the channel before <laughs> right. they changed it to Seafi or whatever. <laughs> right? Just, right. Like, she's right. just got, like, the one, like, steampunk braid. Yeah. And, like-
0: Yeah, it looks like I dressed them. It isn't good. It isn't, it isn't, it's, it's me constantly going through like some sort of mashup between Ann Taylor and, and Hot Topic where you're just like, (laughs) nope, nope. But I'll tell you, I did see, was it her or Diane Keaton that was in the mingling wrinkles romantic comedy with um, it, was, it was. Is that the one with her and Adam Baldwin? And Adam Steve, Baldwin and Steve Martin yeah, had a, a smaller. That was part? Meryl Streep. That was I think Meryl it was Streep. called
1: "It's Complicated." That's Because right. that's how they were going to trick the young folks right, into watching And it the movie. wasn't
0: complicated at all. No. It was super straightforward, but it was a mess.
1: Yeah, it seemed like everyone was assholes. Like right, they was, probably could have just—they're all assholes. And it was that one jackass been.
0: after another, <laughs> just not knowing how to act like an adult.
1: Uh Who was it? Diane Keaton. It might have been no. She was it, she was
0: with uh, Jack Nicholas in the Mingling Wrinkles. Yes, yes. One, can't take it. Not you. Can't take it with you. It was. Uh, it's it's so hard to do. No. Uh, it <laughs> might as well be you. <laughs> I don't know what they should call it. Nancy, what's her face? Directed both of them. <laughs> I wrote and directed them. But she has the Mingling Wrinkles rom com, and she's still corner. like but, like twenty years younger than him or some shit. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. She was Diane Keaton and and what's his name from mm. uh, this is hi welcome to how i sound like when i can't think <laughs> out loud so but it was jack nicholson mm. so it's it's diane keaton and jack nicholson and he's a jackass and she's a playwright and he's going out with her daughter
1: oh yeah yeah, and i can't think of it but in the end it's like
0: it should have just been called mingling wrinkles i love that it was a great movie it was uh uh i um I will watch them press their Botox together. That sounds hot. Right, right. It was a lot of rolling around. And uh, I like that uh I want there to be more of those with Kathy Bates. Me too. Kathy Bates should be working at all times. And I, I would agree. like her because she's so freaking funny. Yes. That she could do any of those roles. And she'll do a nude scene. We she know did she'll that. do a nude scene. Right, didn't she do a nude scene in some drama? Yeah. But it, it was, was like played, a dramedy. It was a dramedy, and it, but it was played for comedy because mm-hmm. he was nude. And she's like, you're getting nude? I'm getting nude. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, If people are going to have to look at some 68-year-old dude, they're going to look at a 68-year-old lady. And
1: everyone's like, oh, she's so brave. And it's like, really? Because like I think that she looks better than what you're going to get when you're... If you're still right. single, which if you're saying shit like that, you probably will be. <laughs> if you're still single at that age, you'd be happy you get a Kathy Bates. One
0: of my favorite uh, jokes of Bamford's, Maria's, is uh, where she talks about how... Um, She's, she's talking to both of her parents on the phone Mm -hmm. and, um, for some reason they're having a conversation with each other and she's just on the line (laughs) and, uh, and, uh, and her, her dad says something like, um, her, her mom says something like, like he doesn't, so one of them doesn't have any clothes on or something and, um, her mom says, "Well, I, I'm always walking around nude, and you never say anything about it." And then Joel says, "Well, it's because I, it's like, mm, I like what I, I like what I see," and uh, <laughs> and I was like, "It's such an adorable sentiment for people who have been together for like thirty five, forty years." You're like. <sighs> Oh, pad, pad, pad around in, uh, in noodliness. And you're still okay, uh, you're like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna get with that. Yeah, still, and all day yeah, long. All day and long. The, and then they have all the pills
1: and the stuff that you can do that with. That's Yeah, great. there's a
0: lot of pills and gels and, We're uh, coming out with
1: a Lady Viagra, half the comics on my feed were excited about it. I don't know, I just, there, isn't there a time when I get to
0: just give up? Yeah, you get yeah. to just stop. Is, can I just wrap it up at some point and just go, no, can I, can I get, I, cause I wanna go back, cause this is sadly me trying. And the, But there will be a day when I want to just go back to dressing like the 11-year-old boy that I am inside.
1: Oh, and I think you should be – it's like I like the idea of the pill, but I don't like, you know, if you want to take it, great, but I get afraid that it's going to be like the, oh, well
0: – You're not I've, feeling sexy? Make yourself feel sexy. Yeah, make
1: your – and it's like, you know, maybe some people just want to knit or like <laughs> – Maybe you just suck at fucking, and that's why she, and then it becomes a thing was like, oh, well, if you're not getting off, I touched your titties twice. Yeah. So if it's not doing it for you, then it must be that you need to take this pill.
0: The dark forest gets into sexual advice, you guys. Uh, <laughs> you gotta do more than touch a titty, is what we're saying, gentlemen, I guess?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. You got try. You, you, can, you can't just, like, do a little, like, a little, to be a little
0: racist, a little tune in Tokyo, and then think that you're done. Wow, that's so racist. I don't even get it. It's uh is it is a, a, a must be a Japanese reference. I think so. I think it's one of those things we are talking about like Oh, tuning in the Tokyo no- yeah. uh, twisting uh Oh, I get it. It's twisting so... the knobs of things cuz and maybe it's a reference to the 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 radio ladies from the yeah. World War 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no,
1: it's racist as shit. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but seriously, you have to know the history of World War 2 and to really get that yeah. racism.
1: It's a very specific racist reference. <laughs> I think <laughs> those are my super. favorite.
0: Those gotta be your favorite because you gotta really, get, you gotta do some reading, you guys. If you really, Jim Wooster, uh, who is a very good friend of mine and, uh, does stand-up comedy, did this joke about the, not the, there is a, the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. In the House of Blues in, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. their gift shop, is called the the company store. Oh. Yeah, and he said, "Is that racist?" And it, then he said, "I have to take you on a journey to define what the company store is. Yeah. And we got to get all the way back here." And that is the not the problem with Jim Wooster's bits is cuz I as a person who starts out doing a joke that is 6 minutes long. Oh yeah, hi. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. It's a uh, but he doesn't he gets bored and so doesn't tighten it up to the two-and-a-half-minute bit that would rock the world. Yeah. Is the... he To go around, he's like, you have to actually go on that journey with me to realize the House of Blues gift shop, calling it the company store, is actually racist. Mm -hmm. But for some reason... Is it racist or is it just racial? And, um, and the Tokyo, the tune in Tokyo thing, that is just a reference to tuning. It could be just old timey radio. Right. Oh, but it's a great ref, I quite honestly, I think it's a great reference. I don't think it's racist.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm always like, I err on the side of I probably said
0: something fucked <laughs> up. Right. Oh, and I read the worst, greatest article that I cannot find. I was trying to talk to Kill Martin about it, mm-hmm. which is, It was this guy explaining why Native American mascots are racist. Mm. And he is a Native American gentleman. And he said, you know, when you see uh, racial slurs against black people or against Jews, you realize we have trained people to realize that those things remind those cultures of slavery and of holocausts and of all of these horrible things. But no one thinks when they see redskins or the Mohawk or the tomahawk, you are reminding my children of wounded knee you're reminding my children of Trail of Tears. you're reminding of of the Pequod dying in in burned teepees and nobody and he's like you just you're not thinking it through, and it was the greatest description and oh, i can't find great. that fucking article because quite honestly, I always knew i you know I have a very sort of basic liberal attitude of yeah. Well, if you're hurting people's feelings, you probably shouldn't. Why don't you stop doing that? What do you care? That seems easier. Just change the- Yeah, it does seem easier. seems easier for yeah. me to not be a piece of shit than right.
1: to ask someone else to get over years of bad history. Right, right. If
0: it clearly, if it's upsetting you, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt anybody's feelings to mo- change it. Who yeah. cares? It's, uh, and I know that you, for 12, for what, three dozen years, it's been the Redskins. Boo hoo. Uh, guess what? Three dozen years from now? It'll be something else. It'll be the robots, and you will be just as big of a fan. Oh,
1: man, how much would I love to
0: cheer the robots? <laughs> They're Ooh. fucking robots. Right. I wear a T-shirt that has uh, the Fruit Fucker T-shirt. It's uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Penny, Arcade. Penny Arcade. Yeah, and um, and people will c- talk about it. And I like to think of the love between the juicer and the orange as consensual.
1: uh. Yeah, this isn't like dick wolves. Like, this is
0: definitely a, a consensual. <laughs> it look. felt consensual. Andy Ashcraft, uh, insists that that is not consensual because, uh, oranges cannot consent. And I was like, well, Ooh. neither can juicers. They're both inanimate objects, but I do believe that they were made for each other. And thus I find it to be adorable. <laughs> and, uh, so, but I've weeded off, uh, the dorkdoms of Danielle Redford. You gotta come back and talk about, uh, about wrestling, clearly, <laughs> because, uh, I know this from and f- from experience, I've had two other episodes about wrestling. There's no way that we could talk about wrestling for 15 minutes. That's not enough. Do you want to try? Um, we can get into a little bit of it. Well, that's it. I mean, we're yeah. going to introduce the world. So, well, let's introduce the thing about what you, what, what are, what are your favorite things about wrestling?
1: Um, I really, I love the,
0: cause I that guess, was the top of the list.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a spectacle person. True. I love the spectacle. I love the fighting. It's like, you know, um, like a lot of people are like, oh, wrestling it's is fake. not real. Yeah, and like we know. Mm-hmm. We know more than you do. I know dudes <laughs> who wrote for wrestling. Like oh, we know. Right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. know. We look up the writers. We make fun of the writers. There's a dude, Vince Russo, we all make fun of all the time. Who
0: does but, he write for?
1: Well, he used to write like back in the Attitude Era. Back, Like he wrote for um, back during like the Monday Night Wars. Um, which is where the WWE now, which mm-hmm. was the WWF then, and the WCW were both doing really well in the ratings, and it was like a ratings war. Yep. So he wrote for WWE, then F, and then moved over to WCW, uh, and tanked WCW, because he's kind of really terrible at writing. And then he's also written for other things more recently, like he wrote for this one called TNA, which is on Destination America. It certainly has wrestling on it. And he wrote for them for a while and then wrote for them in secret. And like him having written for them, got them taken off of their original network and they had to find a new network. Why
0: People just don't like this dude. Right. And he has you, a podcast. People just don't like him. So he is unlikable, but, but steady work happens yeah. all the yeah, time. It you guys all the time. Very sad. But who is he like, what, what kind of stuff does he write? He is really into, at like, least what is from what his I've drama? seen, he likes, what is-
1: he likes the extreme shocky stuff. Okay. He likes, and, and that doesn't really, and there was a time in like the nineties when that really, really worked <laughs> when, you know, we were all 16, but like, it doesn't really work
0: now. So who right and it's the the line has moved as to what shocks people. Right. And is he still behind it, it, has the line moved on without him or is he reaching I think the line's moved on without him. Okay. And it turned out that all he had was the shocking
1: ideas mm-hmm. and he didn't have like anything
0: else. Learn from that young comics. That's where shocking stuff will just, it'll, it'll, it'll bite you in the ass in the end. Yeah. You have to, you have to write it from gets something else. boring. Yeah. What is shocking becomes
1: boring. Right. And so you might think that like you're on the edge and whatever, right? but it's <laughs> so dull
0: to those of us who have so, been around
1: longer than 10 years. Right. So, so
0: he's shocking us by Looking saying middle. like weird sexist stuff or is uh, he? Yeah.
1: Like weird sexist
0: stuff and like other, you know, uh, he's uh, just trying to creep us out and we are, he's successfully doing it.
1: And he was always like, let's – or, you know, let's do – let's put the title on an actor. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's – you know, like breaking these conventions of wrestling that wound up breaking – can, like breaking wrestling, like
0: actually breaking wrestling. Yeah, Instead of you're bit. just like, would, I mean, you're not picking a guy who could also tumble an acrobat and wrestle.
1: No, it's literally like, and guys, if this was Bischoff, don't yell at me, okay? It's Who's the end Bischoff? of the. Who's uh, This is for the Eric Bischoff was another guy who he's got some good stuff, but he was also like one of the main guys in the Monday Night War. Okay, so them kind of together were were two kind of heads on this serpent who were. um <laughs> just both terrible at doing things. And so like David Arquette at one point was made like the, uh, WCW champion. And it's the like, actor? yeah. For what? Literally he wanted the actor. to, cause they thought it would be funny and get eyes on the
0: product. Okay. And, but that's not why people watch wrestling, no, right? People don't are want, like,
1: look, no one's watching any program for David Arquette. In the <laughs> uh, nineties. No
0: yeah. Yeah. It's also hard. It's hard for him to get work. now but but even then i mean people wanted to see you wanted to see you is it the personalities of wrestling is that what you're watching is it the wrestling is it the personalities i am
1: such a nerd that like i watch the kind of like i like i watch like the indies where people haven't like gotten to develop where some people have developed personalities but it's really about the athletics because i want to watch those
0: people grow
1: yeah and i get had really two guys good. sit
0: where you're sitting talk mm-hmm. to me about going to see those in la because Oh, yeah, I go.
1: There's one uh, PWG. I'm going next
0: week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So these are real dorkdoms, you guys. These are people who are like, I really like wrestling enough to dork out at a double-A level. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You're going to amateur, like, people who want to break into the wrestling game. Mm -hmm. And they're younger, Mm -hmm. I would have one would imagine, so they got to be more physical.
1: Yes, and they do things that they don't let you do in WWE because in WWE you're on the road all the time and they have a wellness program. But okay. these guys because there was a time when steroids and then uh one dude killed his entire family. And so they do a thing where like you've gotta you go in for checks and like you gotta be healthy you, and like and the you cushion things. Can you not be
0: on steroids in wrestling? No, you- no, no, no. That's really? done. That
1: is done. And so the, a lot of the dudes are smaller
0: now. Yeah. That's done. Um, because nobody's checking in the NFL, I assume.
1: Oh, not as much wrestling is like I think like they do randos at least for WWE when you get to that level because Vince does not want to get in that kind of trouble because that's his paycheck. Yeah. So they do. uh Wait, does does Vince
0: Russo also
1: wrestle? Oh, sorry, Vince McMahon. I apologize. Mm, There's too many Vinces.
0: I the too many Vinces. You name your kid Vince. Vince. Guess what? You're, he's going to be a professional wrestler. Yeah, somehow. So Vince McMahon Vince is McMahon. the dude who
1: owns WWE. Okay. He was the one who made I've been it told that before. big, 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 big. Okay. He got it from his dad. He comes okay. from a long line of people who have been in the wrestling business. His daughter will inherit it from him.
0: Oh, okay. His daughter is the shit. Is she? Is daughter- she daughter. Rous- is she r- r- rousy, rowdy? Well, who is she?
1: She's—I mean, I mean, she she had a feud with Rousey. They did a whole thing during okay. WrestleMania. Her name is Stephanie McMahon. Oh, right. She like wrestles, a guy named St-
0: Vince would name a kid Stephanie. A that makes bit, sense,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. She wrestles maybe once every like you know three or four, or five years now, and when she does, she's still the best. Like she will still be the best person in that ring. She's like a hoss where she's like forearms and like picking people up and dropping them and she's like buff um she dresses like Zena. okay when she goes into the ring like an all leather Zena, it's yeah, fantastic yeah. she's the like for my money she is one of the best uh she has the best mic skills which is what they call like the acting part yeah yeah sorry wrestling is also all carny talk if i ever come back i could literally just do an hour on the carny talk of wrestling oh fair enough 'Cause it's yeah. all like just weird euphemism. So she is fantastic on the mic. Right. Um, one of the best.
0: Well I I would think if she's only doing it every four or five years and she still is the most entertaining. Well, she person still talks almost in the every week. Like every episode of whatever She's there a lot. Wow. It's like her and her husband.
1: Um And they're like the authority. So they're the bad guys because they realized in the nineties that like, there's no one you want to beat up or see beat up more than your boss. Okay. And so they realized that if you do this thing where the bosses and the people who own the company are always the bad guys, yeah, people are always going to want to see them fall. Right. Because again, you always want to go in and tell your boss to fuck off. Right. And they, in, in the nineties, uh, they realized, oh, we could do that.
0: Right, we could we could we could act out that fantasy v- via wrestling. Yep, and uh, and she is actually the boss. And she, she owns at, the yeah. damn thing. Yeah, but she usually wins because she's, uh, no, she loses. Some oh, sometimes
1: sure. she wins, but in, uh, in the end, like she loses, or the people that she puts up lose, right? Because they because she is what they call on wrestling a heel.
0: Okay, and then
1: there's always a face. So the best way I can describe this in like two seconds, a face is what like is what like Hogan was in the eighties where he was the good guy and we loved him and we cheered him on. Yep. And a heel is who Hogan is now. We're like, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And, like no He's one... made some errors. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's done, he's done some, he's dropped the ball and then continued to, to do those things. Right. Um, and so, but that's what those are called in wrestling.
0: Good guys and bad guys are faces and heels. Faces and heels. Which I think is an old Kearney tune. Yeah. Isn't it's it? All it's
1: old yeah. Kearney talk.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I only know that. Because of whatever, because of my upbringing. And, uh, so that is, yeah, I'm, uh, we're at it, we're at an hour. <laughs> oh, so you did. will be happy to know that you got to talk about wrestling for approximately four minutes. Yay! And, uh, <laughs> but we'll have you back because, uh, you know, just starting out with, the, the bad movie thing took up most of the time, but it was so good. Yeah, we'll do, I'll, I'll, I, I, we can, I could talk about Purple
1: Rain and how it, uh, affected Gem
0: and the Holograms. Forever. I could talk about all of these things. Forever. <laughs> it turns out. You, uh, yeah, you're plug and play. It's been great. Danielle Radford, you guys. Uh, if you get a chance to see Danielle Radford do stand-up do it, you can just follow her on Twitter, at Danielle Radford. And if you live in Los Angeles, every month, uh, she puts up a comedy show called Gentrification Comedy. There's a Facebook page. It's in Highland Park here in Los Angeles. And, uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. And thank you Rangers for listening up. And you know the rules. Take care of each other out there. Okay, bye.